I know you're gonna dig this. Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, it's business school without the BS. Featuring optometrist-turned-entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner, with USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. Welcome to the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Yes, at Z and Clay, broadcasting from the box in the 918. Business school in the topic today. Check the syllabus, is getting you paid. Making a business boom is what we do. You can do it, let us show you. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. It's the Thrive Time Show, and away we go. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. In three, two, one, here we go. Oh, boom, 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 and boom. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former US SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a mission to make your financial issues disappear. And inside the box with me today, Thrive Nation, you are in for a treat because on today's show, not only does Dr. Zellner make his, his triumphant return on hour two, he's, 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 he's back inside the box here after a, a long-awaited uh, return here. He's been traveling around the world, expanding his vast entrepreneurial empire, but we had to bring in the big guns to fill his shoots. Because it's, it's, how, do you, how do you fill a size 23 Shaquille O'Neal shoe? How do you, how do you fill Dr. Zellner's shoes? Well, I'm going to tell you how you do it. You bring in the lead designer on the Thrive Time Show team and the lead graphic designer. And this is Darlin Tucker. Darlin, how are you, my friend? I am good. I am good. Now, Darlin, I want to, for the Thrivers out there who are familiar with uh, Mother Tucker Ministries, I think a lot of Thrivers might know who what Mother Tucker was all about. And just to so get a, a kind of an idea of where you came from, can you explain who Mother Tucker was and your relationship to this wonderful woman? Sure. Mother Grace Tucker. Um, she was an advocate for the homeless. Um, she had a homeless ministry for, you know, 60 years. Started out in her house, and she just went on to revolutionize the industry and the industry of taking care of the homeless. Now, I, I know that uh, you come from a great, great lineage, so you probably just genetically learned how to do graphic design. You probably just woke up one day and you're like, well, I'm good at graphic design. Look, I should probably do this for a living. But yeah. how did you learn? And I'm sorry you have to eat that microphone, but that mic is yeah. like, it's like a spiritual experience. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, um, how, many, uh, how many hours did it take you to learn? Or how did you learn? Did you go to school for this? Or how did you I, learn graphic design? Well, I didn't go to school. I'm self-taught. But I don't know if I can calculate the hours. There was just, I mean, staying up till whenever, seeing the sun come up, just constantly doing it. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a never-ending learning process. So if you are a member of the Thrive Time Show Business Coach Program, one of the things you have access to is you have access to not only the strategic business coaching, where we're going to teach you the, the, the strategy and, and what to do and how to do it, but you actually have a team that's going to help you execute the system, the graphic design, the photography. Uh, Eric Chuff, I don't know if you know this, but one of our clients was paying $3,800 a month Oof. for computer maintenance with a local company in Tulsa that also charged them per hour. That's That seems about right. Well, I mean, yeah, you got to maintain those computers, right? They I just mean, left the office, and I talked to him about it. They just left, they just left the office. They're in the mortgage industry. Not Steve Currington, but someone in the mortgage industry. Okay, okay. And they're paying $3,800 a month plus per call they were being charged a service fee and we actually do oh that for them as part of our coaching program that's insanity it's insane that is absolute other highway people, robbery <laughs> other people are paying you know two hundred dollars every time they make a modification to a website they're paying per print piece but we have a great team and that team of graphic designers is headed by darlin tucker and so today we're talking today thrive nation about how many high quality 
employees does it take to get the job done? Again, how many high qualities, high quality employees does it take to get the job done? So it's kind of a fun little exercise. Before we get going, I want to read a notable quotable to you from Steve Jobs, and I have a little homework for everybody. So if you can grab a sheet of paper. School's in session. Here we if go. You, if you're in your car right now, you might say, should I grab a piece of paper right now? I don't know if that's really the move. And I'm like, no, listen, listen. At least make sure that one person has the wheel. So maybe ask the person who's in the passenger seat to reach over and hold that wheel steady. Hold it steady while you're looking for the paper. And then you can have somebody else hit the gas pedals. There's a move. I got a new move. It's a, it's a new move. Dry, dry erase marker on the windshield while you're driving. Yeah, this is safety. You're, you're Remember, Thrive Nation, safety second. Safety second or third. Always take notes. <laughs> Execution first. first. No, but seriously, pull over if you need to, whatever you got to do. And uh, write write this, write, write down some notes from this, because this is some powerful, notable, quotable coming at you hot from the late, great Steve Jobs. He says, when you're in a startup, the first 10 people will determine whether the company succeeds or not. Each is 10% of the company. So why wouldn't you take as much time as necessary to find all A players? If three were not so great... Why wouldn't why would you want a company where 30% of your people are not so great? A small company depends on great people much more than a big company does. So the question here is I want you to want you to write this down on a sheet of paper. I want you to write down the names of all of your employees. Now someone listening to this show says uh, buddy, I've got 200 employees. Okay, fine. You could be here for a while. You might have to pause it on the podcast. <laughs> but I want you to write down the name of all of your employees. And you might be saying, are you kidding me? No, I'm, I'm being serious. I want you to write down the name of all of your employees on a spreadsheet. Now, this spreadsheet, we'll call this... Uh, uh, Chubb, did you watch a lot of Star Wars as a kid? I've never seen a Star Wars ever. Have actually. you, Have you, uh, darling, have you watched a lot of Star Wars? Not a lot, but I've seen them, most of them. Well, you know, uh, there, actually, there's a thing in the, in the Star Wars. There's kind of an obscure um, fact there, kind of an obscure part of the, of the film, but there's a, a part of the film where Luke reaches over, he, he, he's, he's talking, he's, they're, in the, they're in the strategy room, and he, he leans over next to his buddy, and he says, I used to bullseye womp rats on my T-16 back home. <laughs> and everyone's like, what does that mean? So I want you to label this file as womp rat T-16, because that way no one will know what you're talking about. You just make this file in your office and label it as womp rat T-16. That way, no, if anyone you know, finds this file, they won't know what it is. The, the curious minds won't look into it. But I want you to write down the name of all the employees. Label this file as the Womp Rat T16. Someone says, how do you spell Womp Rat? It's a made-up thing, but W-O-M-P Rat. <laughs> but then what I want you to do is I want you to write the name of all the employees, and I want you to grade them on an A, B, or C scale. Now, here are the rules. That sounds mean. Here are the rules. The A players get to work early and leave when the job is done. Work with me. The A players get to work early and they leave when the work is done. Now, the B players, the B players, put, put a letter by them. The B players make up a, tip, a, a typical organization, about 70% of the team, and they get there right on time, and they leave when the work is done. They don't get there early, and they don't stay there late, but they get the work done. They, they get there right on time, and they get the work done. But the A player gets there early, and they leave when the work is done. Now, the C player, they get there usually late. I mean, usually they cannot figure it out. They've got they, the C players. 
they, they struggle with traffic. They have a lot of issues with traffic. They're, they're, they're ca- they're, the car doesn't work, and they don't know how to call people. Their, their phone doesn't work. Their car doesn't work. They, they, they can't get motivated. They, they have a hard time yawning. They yawn a lot. They, they don't get things done. They, 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 they struggle with writing things down. Um, they're, they're, by the way, they're, they're frustrated. They're always frustrated. They're very angry. They can't get the printer to print. They're just busy. And the person next to them keeps, t- keeps yawning all the time, and it makes them frustrated. They, just, they don't like the culture, and they just feel like there's so many people in the office that just go... Not as the people, you know. So that's that's them. So that's the C players. <laughs> the C players, they get to work late. They never get their job done. And what I want you to do, after you've labeled them all A, B, and C players, I want you to to commit to taking some action as a result of today's show. After you've rated the A, B, and the C players, and so I'm going to ask you, Eric Chupp, a business coach, let's go uh, with the Thrive Time Show. I'm going to ask you a question here. And the companies that you've worked with, let's say you're you're teaching them specifically. A sales strategy. Like, okay, so you help them write the script, mm-hmm. you help them set up the call recording, but they actually have a C player answering those phones. Right. Have you ever seen a C player, no matter how much training you provided them, have you ever seen a C player actually get better and start to sell more stuff on a phone? You know, a lot of times there's the there's the unicorns that they're going to get better, but a lot of times they're just there to make a paycheck, right? They're just there to put in the time and get paid, and they're really going to do the minimal effort at all. So uh, a lot of times, no, but there are those random randos that you can push into a B level. Now, darling, uh, not here, but other places. Not not that this job, but other other places. Have you ever had to work? Next to another A player, have you read? If you work next to somebody who just gets it done, they're sharp, and it's almost like, man, you want to keep up. Absolutely. Have you ever found yourself working by somebody who's a, a sloth, like somebody who's a, who's a solid C player? I mean, the kind of person that just can't ever. Have, is this, absolutely. I, I, okay, so you've seen that too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can you explain what makes you? Because you sincerely are an A player on our team, so I want to ask you, what makes you an A player? In your mind, what 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 is what's driving you? Are you are you, are you afraid of your wife? Are you are you were you, were you afraid of Mother Tucker? I mean, what was the deal? What 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 motivates you to be an A player every day? Well, I, I just I sincerely have a passion for what I do. I love what I do. It's easy to do it. I mean, normally I have to be kind of unplugged. I have to remember to unplug. Mm. So I feel like I have an advantage because I love what I do. But those are the people I struggle with the most. Are the people who seem to just struggle with caring. You know, you have to, you can't teach someone to care. And mm. that seems to be most of what you end up doing. So, okay, so again, you've worked with some C players, you've worked with some yeah. A players, you've worked mm-hmm. with some B players. Um, if you owned your own graphic design firm and you had a C player on your team and you knew, you knew, you knew, mm. you knew they're a C player. Yeah. Um, would you would you keep them around? Would you motivate them? Would you send them to a TED Talks? Would you take them out to camping? Or how, how would you motivate them or would you move on? My a natural personality is to try to work with them, okay. but you don't, like I've heard Z say so many times, people change seldom. Yeah. So there's a point where you just got to you gotta cut your losses. And it's kind of sad, though, because you come from like kind of a, your, your family's a ministry background. Right, right. Uh, you want to help people. Yeah. You want to help them get better. Yeah. Uh, Chubb, I mean, you, you want to help people get better. Yeah. But when you were doing construction, I mean, did you ever have a C player on your team, my friend? Did, did we ever not have C players? Oh. On team? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would well. say that was one of our biggest struggles was, you know, speaking of caring, it was my parents. They, they just cared too much, and it was time after time, chance after chance, and it was just, it was just too much. We just got to let people go if they're not going to work. If they're so, not going to work, you got to fire them. So here's step one today to optimizing your staff. This is step number one. I want you to sit down and make a chart of all of your people. You have to do this. you got to make a list, just like a football team, 
And if you had a depth chart, let's say you had a football team and you were trying to field a competitive team, you'd want to make a list of the seven running backs who are trying out for the team, the seven people. And you'd want to score them, right, on areas. So think about your business, you can, and I want to make this simple. Just score them on the four E's. Jack Welch, the number one CEO of all time, gives you four E's that you need to score everybody on. I'm going to give them to you right now. Chep, would you like to know the four E's? Let's hear them. I'm ready. Okay. E number one. E number one is execute. Oh. Can they get the job done? Because there are people out there that are nice people. They just can't get the job done. You know. So as an example, if you've said, man, Clay Clark, we've hired you to be an opera singer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's awesome, man. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> man, I'm, it's awesome. You're like, hey, so now, Clay, have you ever been in the opera? I'm like, no, man, I haven't been in the opera. Do you know anything about opera? No, I don't, man. But uh, I mean, I'm motivated. I got these pipes, man. <laughs> I've been reading, man, all these Tony Robbins books, man. I've just been taking them all in. I, I went, to, went, went to a seminar about it. I've read a book about it. Oh, I didn't read the whole book, but I read part of it. I, okay, I read a blog. But the point is, I am motivated to do opera, man, and we're going to get this thing going. Like, okay, well, I want you to start off in the key of, and I'm like, the key of what? And you said the key of, you know, C or something. I'm like, uh, I don't really know what that is, but... Uh, Does that stand for car keys? Is yeah, that car that, keys, that, yeah. <laughs> so you kind of, and so, well, as, if you execute. Now, the second is, do they have energy? Do they bring energy to the job? And rate them on a scale of A, B, and C. Energy. Do they have energy? If they're low energy people, I, I'm, not, not, I'm not hating on you, low energy people. I'm just telling you, low energy people, one you got to quit yawning. But two, you're not going to do well at that job, okay? The third is, do they energize other people? The other E is energize. It's different than energy. It's energize. Do they energize other people around them? Do they get other people inspired? And the final one is edge. You can tell if someone has the edge or not if they don't say this. People who don't have the edge typically will say, I don't want to throw them under the bus, but we're going to continue to offer a horrible product to our customers because I care more about not throwing them under the bus than I care about doing the right thing. They, they, they struggle with doing the right things. They don't offend anybody. The edge, that's the tough part, the edge. Do you have the competitive edge needed to make the tough call? When we come back, we're going to talk about how to optimize your staff with Eric Chupp, business coach and lead Thrive Time Show designer, Mr. Darlin Tucker. If you've ever encountered Mother Tucker Ministries, big shout out to you. We come back. You're listening to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Oh. to the Business Coach Radio Show that's more interesting than people watching a pregnant person without shoes at the Tulsa State Fair. Oh, yeah. Eric Chubb, nobody relates to that. Have you ever been to the State Fair, Eric Chubb? Have you ever been? You're a business coach. <laughs> and so you're an observer of best practices, of case studies. I mean, you're looking for the you're looking for that competitive edge. And so you, you have been known to go to businesses and to mystery shop and to study the best practices, how, how have they built their business to be so successful. And you also study companies that are not doing uh, well, and you try to make sure that those uh, the, you don't want to scale to fail. And right. one, but one thing you do is you become a great studier of just the human race. Studying. You, you study. You're, you're a great, studious. The studious of the human race. And so you'll go a lot of times to the, to the state fair, I've been told. And you'll go there, and you'll just sort of observe, and you're going, uh, people are, you'll say, is it, is it truly possible we, that as a human race we can now deep fry anything? I mean, for we, 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 we went to space. Somehow we're deep frying ice cream now. Right. I don't how understand can we, uh, how that works. The first <laughs> challenge, he says, America, we're going to go to space. That was the first thing he wanted to do, get to the man, put a man on the moon. And now now the next challenge is, can we deep fry anything? And the answer is yes. yes. But the second, the second, and I want to ask you, because I know okay. you've spent okay. copious amounts of time at the Tulsa State Fair. You have no idea. Watching this. 
Do people show up at the state fair without shoes? Yeah. Or, do, or do, do the people who are pregnant, do they take the shoes off when they get there? Do they lose the shoes? How do the pregnant people I, at, the, at the fair end up without shoes? I have solved this riddle, and I have a photo to prove it for you, Clay. Wow. There is a free tow ring place at the fair this year. Are you being serious? I'm being serious. I took a photo <laughs> of it. Oh, that's where, what's happening. Where people are taking their shoes off and letting a strange man put rings on their toes, and I think they're stealing their shoes. It's a cover-up. I don't know a, how I feel about the whole toe ring thing. Uh, to each his own, but I'm not touching strangers at the fair's feet, so g that's the wrong place to do that business, my man. I no, don't know what you're doing, but no, that's... <laughs> now, darling, your grandmother, uh, Mother Tucker, mm -hmm. uh, rest her soul, was a, a, in the ministry, giving back, helping the community. Yes. I know she studied scripture a lot. Yes. Uh, I don't know if she ever asked you or talked to you if you ever had a heartfelt conversation where she said... Darling, people that are getting toe rings at the state fair, that's part of the Illuminati. <laughs> that was one of the conversations. Yeah. That was one yeah. of the conversations. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to verify that. I, I thought that, that was a sign of the end times, sign of the Illuminati. Okay. We're all on the same page. Everything's good now. Now, today we're talking about how many high-quality employees does it take to get the job done? Let me tell you what. It takes about three times less employees to get something done when they're a players. That's why on the show today we have A players inside the box that rocks as we attempt to fill the shoes for Dr. Robert Zellner as, he, as he's out expanding his vast entrepreneurial empire. So step one to optimizing your employee team is you want to sit down and invest the time needed to make a staffing ratio chart. What does this mean? You want to make a chart of all of your employees but with their names. And if you're looking for a clever name to name this file so no one will find it on the shared server, call it Womp Rat T16, which is an obscure Star Wars reference. It's a virus. You don't want to open it. That's not good. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, to quote Luke Skywalker, he said, I used to bullseye womp rats on my T in my T16 uh, back home. I guess in his T16, so I guess he was in a T... I don't know. He says, I used to bullseye womp rats in my T16 back home. That's Luke Skywalker. It's so profound. It's uh, profound. Thank you. Thank you, Luke Skywalker, for chiming in. <laughs> and so the notable quotable, though, the notable quotable we're talking about is, is Steve Jobs is talking about how you have to hire a player. So what you want to do is you want to make a chart of all your people, and you want to list the following four criteria. Energy, edge, execute, and energize. You want to ask yourself, of, of your teammates, rate them on a scale of A, B, or C on the following four areas. Do they energize other people? Do they bring energy to the workplace? Can they execute? Can they get things done? And do they have the edge to make the tough call? And I want you to rate them fairly and clearly. It is so important that you do that because if you do not rank your team honestly, what's going to happen is you're going to end up being overstaffed to compensate for jackassery. Now, jackassery, if you follow it, is from the root word jackass. No. Uh, that's where that word comes from. Yeah. And so you don't want to – I want to ask you this, Chuff. Have you ever had a job where you have – worked next to somebody who was a hardcore or managed somebody who was a hardcore C player and it took five times as long to get something done? Uh, every time I've worked anywhere or managed any people, that's the way it was, especially like in the restaurant scene and things like that. Uh, cooking stuff on a grill, they're dropping it on the floor, putting it back on there, eating it. It's weird stuff that goes on. Oh, now, Darl, I want to ask you, you don't have to share the name of the person, but have you ever worked in a graphic design job where you were working next to a D player? Have you ever had that where you were working with a hard hardcore D player? Yeah, I'm sure I, I have. Yes, yes. So what kind of stuff does a D player do in the workday if you're in graphic design? They play solitaire and on the computer instead of working, and Nap. which baffles me because we're, we're, we're doing something that should be fun, and you're playing solitaire. I'm just like... I get baffled. Now, what's the most, because again, Gallup has statistics that show that unfortunately about 15% of employees are 
actively trying to hurt the business they work at. 15% are actually trying to cause problems. Chup, have you ever worked next to somebody who's actually trying to cause problems? Like a like a terrorist in the organization? Yeah, have you ever seen this? I've seen it. I've seen it. It's it's uh, it's a bad deal. They're hiding stuff. They're you know watching movies even and just doing some crazy stuff. Well, I have a I have a funny uh, story for the Thrive Nation that you guys can laugh at my expense. Um, and Darlin, I don't know if you remember if you remember this or if you were around at that time, but do you remember the guy who used to like to watch Game of Thrones at the office? Do you remember this? Did you ever see that? Yes. Okay. I did. Yes. So I had I had a photography company and <laughs> I had partners, so I, I didn't have the ultimate power to, to whack a guy. And so I had partners. So when you have a partnership, um it's kind of people art. And uh, one of the things I couldn't do was just fire people without the permission of a few other people, okay? And we had a guy who would he's supposed to be editing photos, and we have two monitors to increase the efficiency. Well, on one monitor, he would be editing the photos. Now on the second monitor, He'd be watching Game of Thrones. That sounds efficient. That's not what you wanted. I mean, no, well, you know, no, Game of Thrones. <laughs> if you watch, if you watch the the show or you see a preview for the show, it'll come up on the screen. It'll say, "Warning: language, violence, nudity, oh. sexual innuendos, you know, on screen sex, whatever." And so it, it tells you, "Hey, if you're going to watch this show, get ready for this to happen." You know, so I he's he's editing. And then, you know, certain scenes come on with extreme violence or sex scenes, and he would turn, and then he would just start watching. <laughs> and I was like, dude, why is wow. that on? you got to turn that off. You can't watch that. He goes, oh, I didn't, I didn't know. Is that in the, is that in the handbook? I, I, I didn't wow. know. Is that, in the, right. is that in the handbook? Could right. I? So then I said, listen, I didn't put in the handbook. You can't watch adult movies at work, but get that out of here, you know? So then he's like, man, I've, I'm just totally feel blindsided, man. No one ever said anything to me about it. And then, like, the next day, I'm not kidding, the next day, he's watching Netflix. And I'm going, what are you watching now? He's, like, watching House of Cards. And he goes, I thought so you said I couldn't watch Game of Thrones. Of course. And yeah. I'm like, no, you can't watch any movies. Like, oh, I thought the adult content was the issue. And I'm like, no, you can't watch movies. Well, then we have a dress code for weddings. You have to dress up a certain way. I get feedback from a bride saying that he's, you know, dressed like a homeless person. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that I had to dress up for all weddings. I just thought it was for certain weddings. He had just come from the fair, and he was shoeless. That was probably what happened. Anyway, if that's happening to you in your business, I want you to go back to your chart of your teammates that you just made to start the show. You want to make a list of all of your employees, and you want to rate them on an A, B, or C scale. And I want you to label the C players. You need to label the C players because... You need to walk up to the C player when it's convenient tomorrow or something. You need to say, hey, listen, I'm going to give you 30 days to improve or it's time for, to make a move. You give them 30 days to improve. You always want to tell them that when you have a backup plan. So if you don't have a backup plan, start recruiting today. A C player will kill your business. When we come back, we're talking more about how to improve your team, how to improve the efficiency of your team. It's the Thrive Time Show on the radio. My name is Clay Clark. You're listening to Eric Chubb, business coach, and Darlin Tucker, the descendant of Mother Tucker Ministries, on the show, living legend and Thrive graphic designer. Stay tuned. It's business school without the BS. Welcome to the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170.
right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark, the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, and I have been sent here on a mission to get you into a great financial position. And so if you have ever felt like you have gone from being the boss and you hire the employees, the teammates to team up with you, to, to where you've switched to now you are actually uh, uh, somehow being held hostage in a, in a terrorist situation. You're coming to work every day surrounded by nefarious negative people. You come to work every day and you have people arguing with you. You want to say Merry Christmas and someone says, I was offended. And you want to say Happy Birthday and someone says, no one acknowledged my birthday. And you want to say, we got to hit the deadline. And they say, I don't want to. And pretty soon you're negotiating with these people. If that's how you've, you've, you've somehow found yourself in a situation where you are now being controlled by the people who work in your office, this show's for you, okay? We're teaching you how to optimize your employee team, how to increase the efficiency of your team. So step number one, you want to sit down and invest the time to making a staffing chart where you list out all the names of all your employees and you want to rate them on a scale of A, B, or C based upon the four E's, their ability to bring energy to the workplace, their ability, their ability to execute, their ability to energize others, and their ability to have edge. The edge is to make the tough call. Where did I come up with the four E's? I didn't. Jack Welch, the number one CEO of all time, said that's how he grades employees. Now, step number two, don't settle for C employees. The goal here is to create the following systems within your company to help you maintain optimal levels of staffing without ever being over or understaffed. The, the whole point of this is that you want to make sure you're getting rid of C players because C players, I'm telling you what, these people are not coachable. And according to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, 75% of American employees are stealing from the workplace. Yeah. And I have looked at cameras. This is just a funny situation that happened. This is about six months ago in our office. A guy oh, no, walks wait, out what? of the building <laughs> with headphones, but they're my headphones. And so I said, hey, you're walking out of the building with headphones. Those are my headphones. Uh, and, and he goes, oh, my gosh, I forgot I had them in my hand. <laughs> of course. That and happened. I said, bro, you also took a lacy drive. That's an orange drive. Those are about 1000 bucks, you know. And he goes, oh, my gosh, thank you for reminding me. And I said, hey, you're also going out the door. We definitely said don't go out behind the river walk here. That's the side door. Oh, thank you. That's a C player. So the question I have for you right now is if you're working with somebody who's a solid C player, is it time to move on? Is it, is it time? You have to ask yourself that question. Now, step number three, never stop recruiting. you got to create a time in your calendar for weekly job postings. And so I'm going to ask you this, Darlin Tucker, because you are a top-notch yes, graphic designer here at the Thrive Time Show team. Uh, for all the clients we work with, you do a lot of the back-end graphic design. You coach the team. How many people have you worked with since you've worked with me? How many people have been next to you? He's taking his shoes off to count his toes and his six, fingers right now. Ten. <laughs> I was going to say about eight, but I mean, about eight, give or take one or two. Okay, one, and one. and I'm saying you and you've probably. I mean, I think like you you probably sat next to an A player or someone who was who who's going yeah, through a, who's going through a time when they've been an A player. Yeah, yeah. And you've also gone through a C player. Yes. Can you explain the differences of what an A player work looks like and C player, just from your perspective as the, now the lead designer at the Thrive Team? The the main thing I notice with a with a players work is that it looks like they're paying attention to what they're doing. They care about the way this thing looks and and how they're helping the client to to represent themselves. They seem like they really care about what they're doing. They're paying attention to what they're doing. So how, what would you say to the thriver out there who says I just don't ever want to let my eight my C players go? Because you're a naturally kind guy. 
Right. And I think your natural <laughs> right. inclination, uh, inclination would be to put up with it. But well, I mean, wouldn't it be? I mean, you would naturally want to coach not him. Not to and put up with it, but to try to help. Do you feel like if you were going to be guilty of one thing, it would be over-loving on this person? Yes, I, I would say so. I mean, there's probably someone fair. listening to this show that would never fire someone under any circumstance. And you probably even worked for someone like that at some point. Would they never fire? Uh, no, I've never, I've never worked for some, someone who, who would never fire people. Okay. But I also would kind of – I have my points where it's like, okay. Okay. Because I have a low threshold for BS. Okay, okay. So, Eric Chubb, I want to ask you, what coaching would you give to the thriver out there who just says, I just don't want to fire people. I just, I worry about unemployment. I just don't ever want to fire somebody. What would you say? Well, those people are like the sandbags on a hot air balloon, and they're just holding you down and keeping you from achieving your goals and your financial dreams and dreams of time freedom. And they're also a representation of you and your culture and your company to your clients. So, it's one of those things where you just have to realize that you're wrong in that instance, and you have to just do it because, and the key to being able to do it is step three here. Never stop recruiting. I run into it all the time where you got a good team going. I've been recruiting for three months. Oh, I stopped all the recruiting. Oh, I stopped recruiting, yeah. And you can't do that because you will get taken off guard. Somebody will leave for a different opportunity. You'll find out somebody's not been honest with you. There's Something is going to happen, so you have to keep recruiting. Yep. Weekly interviews, you have to keep that up so that it, once those things do happen, you're prepared for them. And what really stinks is that, like, you know, Chuck, you and I have worked together now for, what, two and a half years or so? A couple years, yeah. And uh, we don't ever really get into arguments. I can't think of it. I just, you know, we'd but get, you know, get stuff done. <laughs> but, you, but I'm saying, but you know that I'm an intense dude. Right, yeah. How would you describe me to the Thrivers who, because the radio show, it's kind of like a, you know, it's like the best, right? It's like, <laughs> you know, you're on show, you're trying to be a nice guy. But I mean, I mean, how would you describe my overall attitude towards managing humans? From, you don't have to say anything nice, just whatever it is. I'm just going to say that if if you're managing them, then they're probably doing a bad job and you will let them know it like ASAP. Otherwise, it's like we got other A players that you don't really have to manage. They almost manage themselves, and the, and you follow up. But if you are not doing your job and you've been warmed, get ready because <laughs> it's is, coming. <laughs> well, and this is the thing that frustrates me is that like I feel like I've got to be friend, friends with you guys over time because you get to know somebody's character based on their work ethic. And so like we could hang out. It's like a deal where I can if whenever you do the radio show with me, I'm not like oh frick here comes here Chubbs come here, over here comes Chubbs. He's gonna free. I gotta freaking. He's, I'm gonna have to pretend to be false kind the entire time, <laughs> and it's gonna be this tension. No, it's, it's he's a real guy who I really like, and I, it's a shame when people don't allow that to happen in a work environment because of their poor work ethics. So if you're listening today and you have a C player in your office, then you you gotta you gotta let them know fairly. Don't blindside them. Let them know and give them 30 days to improve. And if they can't improve. Let them go. Now, Darwin, I want to ask you this because you're a guy who knows R&B music. You're a guy who knows music. You're a guy who knows America. You're a guy who is in tune with the people. All right. And The Weeknd, <laughs> The Weeknd, we came into the, the music by The Weeknd, the song I Feel It Coming by The Weeknd. Have you seen him dance? No, I can't say that I have. Well, when we get done with the show today, I just want you to go on YouTube and watch the song. Just watch, watch him perform live. Okay. Because Homie's got, like, uh, he sounds like Michael Jackson almost. Doesn't he his voice? Do you like his voice? Yeah, yeah that's decent. You don't like it too much. Do you don't like? I mean, is, 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 do you give his voice <laughs> a B? Right now. <laughs> you give his voice a B. You give it a B. What would he give? Right on A, B, or C? Give it a give it a rank. B. A B. B. Yeah. Okay. He's, I'm, he's I'm, a B player. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my man a B plus. Okay. Vocally. Okay. But okay. I'm gonna give him on the dance moves an F minus. And it is wow. so awful. And the thing is, wow. if you were going to build a dance team and you're like, hey, buddy, I want you to get out there and just, you know, uh, do the thing. He's a guy who needs rhythm therapy. 
I mean, he needs a rhythm therapy. It's like aromatherapy mixed with like rhythm therapy. He needs electrodes on his head. Is that where you hit him with a stick on beat? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's just like, he can't. But in terms of like singing, he's got that A player. He's got that B plus. Right. But imagine that you are him, and you can sing, and you're on the wrong position. You, you know you can sing, but somebody asks you to be the choreographer. When we come back, we're going to talk more about getting the right people on the right seats on your business bus. My name is Clay Clark. I'm a business coach. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, the Business Coach Radio Show, not endorsed by Richard Roberts. You may be discouraged. <laughs> and feel like giving in You may feel that you're a mess And that you'll never win Well, that's a lie of the devil He'll try to keep you down Oh, that's off Richard Roberts' greatest hits there. Z, do you have, did, I didn't know you had the album. I didn't know you had It's amazing how you had the album. We were able to just to play it here on the air. Richard Roberts' greatest hits. I didn't know you. Were I, carry, I carry it with me everywhere I go. I mean, come on, Clay. It's I didn't a, know you're a big fan of the RR, the double R. Well, it's a, it's a classic. I mean, it's like you grew may up, be I, discouraged if you like giving in. Don't give in. All right. So, <laughs> well, that's a lie of the devil. Wow. Okay. Now, see, you're back. You're back. You've been gone, but you're back, dude. Is this a hologram? I, I had a fantastic birthday. Life is great, and it's so fun to be back in the box of rocks. Yeah, I think you're 53 now, right? Well, I am 53. Yeah, you're lucky. I mean, I'm a year older. Can I say I this? I don't Can feel. I, I feel like I'm more 35. I could be dyslexic. Can I say this? I could really be 35. I don't know. I want to. I want to say something to you on the air that it could be offensive. Uh-oh. Oh no. When you were 50, uh-oh, you looked 55. Okay. When you were 53, you look 42. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Well, I, I guess I'm like that Benjamin Button. Getting I'm, getting, I'm getting younger. You're getting younger. Are you exfoliating? Yeah, I'm like Brad Pitt. Are you, are you exfoliating? Answer the question. Are you exfoliating? Well, not right this second, but I mean, I, I've been known to exfoliate. Are you using loofah? Uh, well, it, that's kind of a personal thing, but What yes. are you feeding your calves? Yes, I'm feeding my calves, <laughs> you know, that fish oil. Okay. I, just, I just tape it directly on there. Well, you know, see, we don't have an entire show to sit there and compliment you. we got to get serious here. And so Wes oh, Carter is inside the box that rocks, the super attorney, Hello. Tulsa's number one attorney, from my opinion. From my opinion. Wes, I have to say that, right? It's my opinion. Yeah, that keeps me safe. Well, the thing I love about Wes is this, Clay, is that so many people, it's intimidating to go to an attorney. I mean, I know yeah. back in the day when I was first starting off, it was a very intimidating it was usually a high-towered building, you know, guards and, and all kind of, you know, stuff down there to kind of like a maze to get through it, right? Right. But the good thing about the good thing about this guy next to me is is that he'll give your first 15 minutes, like, free. What? Free. So there's no, you have to go in and go, oh, my gosh, am I going to have to sell a kidney to pay for this? What's going okay, on? Okay, well, well Wes, many people me? are going to have to call you after today's show because we're talking about how to basically improve the efficiency of your employees. How, how many high-quality employees does it take to get the job done is today's question. And so we've been talking on the earlier segments about step number one. You want to sit down and actually make a chart of all your employees, Z. You want to write down all their names and actually rate them, my man. Z, why do you have to actually, you know, give them a ranking, my friend? I mean, you know, rate them and, and actually put them all in one chart. The last job I had, I worked for a man who was, who was very wise and that was one of the questions he asked me early on. He said, hey, the boat's going down, or you've got to throw them off the boat. And it's, it's metaphorically speaking. There's not really a boat. You this have is to a throw fun it. game. You don't have to throw anybody off a boat. I do this every weekend. Just, just, just stick with me for a second. But he's like, who's first off the boat? Who's last off the boat? Mm. And he would ask me that periodically, because what that did is it tested me on to know, number one, to even know my 
people that worked with me worked for me? And number two, did I have them ranked? And that was a constant thing of great managers, great owners, great you know entrepreneurs is you have to have them ranked at all times. I know that sounds weird, but you've got to know who your number one draft pick is and your last one or your first one off the boat. Now, Jack Welch would tell you you want to rate your employees on an A, B, or C level. C being the people who get there late and leave before the job is done. B, the people who get there just on time and do just enough. And A, the people who get there early and do over and above. You want to rank them. And anybody who's a C player, he would tell you, go find them today and tell them you need to improve. You're a C player. The A players, go tell them you're an A player. The B players, tell them how to become an A player. And then give people a chance to improve. But if they won't improve, you, you move on. But they got to know where they stand. That's true. And that's one of the big things I learned about Jack Welch and re reading his book and listening to him lecture is that the key is communication. The key is giving them the opportunity. The key is always encouraging them to move up the ladder. And then that way, when you feel like, you know what, you're not getting it done, you're not doing it, you're not going from C to B or B to A, it's time to replace you. I need, I need to give, you know, try to bring another A person in. Now, move number two, step number two we talked about was you don't want to settle for C players. And Justin and I were just talking about this today because Elephant in the Room is a A brand. And so, Z, I want to get your take on, on the whole write-up game. Okay, Justin and I were just talking about that this morning, and the write-up game is where somebody, and I want to get Wes your take on this legally, but the, the, the take is where somebody is, you know, late. They're late by 21 minutes, uh, and then someone else is late by seven minutes, okay? But they're, they're just late, and they know they're late, you know they're late. When's the right time to do a write-up, and how do you do it, Z? You know how many people, I have been in business now 26 years. 26 years. Almost 26, next month will be 26 years. Whoa! I want to tell you, I've, I've, I did the math on it. Okay. And because uh, I looked at the show notes right before we got started, you yeah. know, I got in here a little late, but I'm I'm ro I'm rocking and roaring. Well, you're kind of a big deal. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> uh, I want to tell you exactly how many people I've written up in the in my career. Okay, how many? Zero. You've written up zero so far. Z Z Z. That that. Now, if you round that number up and you carry the two and you divide that by you add that, that's zero. I've talked to people. Okay. I've written them up mentally, but the idea that I sit down and I fill out a form. And I said, I'm gonna put this on your uh, you know what, Billy, you know, you've been late yet again. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna fill out a form. I'm gonna take my time and fill out a form okay. and put it in your in your folder. Waste my time to talk to Wes you. Wes is I did over this. here. Now, Wes, people file unemployment. Do we have to write people up? Do we not? I wanna because we I, I am I'm oh, ready I'm for a cantankerous conversation. Uh, it's on. So Wes, bring it up. What do you gotta do? I understand not wanting to spend your time, Z, but at least have one of your other employees do the I'm gonna writing fight, up I'm gonna for fight, you. I'm going to fight you. Oh, really? It's like I'm the Alamo. This yeah. is the Alamo. This is what's nice. What's going to happen is I I'm had a client just this week. They were given a performance improvement plan, and they said, hey, you were told me this was a, a nice way for us to improve, and when you fired me, you didn't tell me that was a write-up. So, I mean, even people find any excuse possible one, to get unemployment. Two, to try to find a way to wiggle in for a wrongful termination claim or discrimination, ADA. I mean, and now, Z, you have hundreds of employees. You've been doing this for a long time. And you're saying, don't, this is, this is, this is, this is the most heated debate we've ever had. This is like Holyfield dun, 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 versus dun, dun, Tyson. Dun, 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 and I think Wes just bought your ear, or brought, bit your ear. He, he, you know what? He, arr, he sucker arr, punched me. He's, on, he's on my blind side right there. Bam, he got me. Okay. My attitude is, I said, oh, now see, here's the deal. You've got to check with the laws of your land. Am I right, Wes? Yeah, this, absolutely. The great thing about this being a podcast now, Clay, on thrivetimeshow.com, oh, you yeah. could be in Zimbabwe listening to this right now. You could be. You could be in South Africa 
They actually on, the, on a on a hunt. They have the internet over this. there. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that, yeah, that thing on the internet. You could be in New Zealand doing the Hobbit walk and be listening to a beautiful us right island. Now. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. But the thing about it is, you have to understand what your local rules are. And in Oklahoma, we're an at-will state. Uh oh. And what that means basically is, I can fire you for any reason I want to. But Wes is over there saying. You got to ride up. This is this is this is the most hot and bothered I've ever seen it get in here. This well, is very Z, aggressive. Z is absolutely right. We're in an at-will state where you can fire for any so, reason that's not illegal. My point is though, anytime you ride somebody up and you make a big deal out of it, 9 times out of 10, they get all hot and bothered. They get attitude. And they start they, taking their shirt off, yelling they, at people. They start just killing live chickens in your office. And then they cause a disturbance because you didn't ride up Billy because he was late. Hey, I I mm. I uh Billy came in five minutes late today, and he didn't get written up. But what about unemployment? Have you ever lost an unemployment claim? Dude, you don't fight unemployment. Here's my theory Dude. on unemployment. Here's, here's my theory on unemployment. You have to prove that they were willfully trying to damage your business. Is coming in late willfully trying to damage your business? That's not the threshold. Is being an idiot on the clock, you know, is Snapchatting and Facebooking willfully trying to damage your business? They're going to give them unemployment. Well, if, you're, if, you're on, if you're on FaceSnap, that's when 99 times out of 100, they're going to give it to them anyway. And it's kind of one of those things I feel like that when people leave and they get unemployment, they kind of feel like, you know what? I, I, I won the last battle. I and won the leave. last battle. Yeah, and they leave with that attitude. So you You're want them to win? Oh, you know what? I want to, yes. I want, them to, <laughs> I want them to feel like they are the winner. As they then go and hit the classified ads and try to find a new you job. You want yes. them to win unemployment. Nine t- 99 times out of 100, yes. There's even people that steal from me. That's, now, that is willfully trying to damage your business. Even people that have done willfully damaging things, I typically don't fight that. Because my, f- my philosophy is nowadays with the trolls winning on the internet, with rocks going through windows, with people out there with this, you know, this mindset of, hey... You, you've harmed me irreparably, and I'm going to now damage you. You're in my target. Now, Justin has a tough question. Well, it, it, this is an amazing approach. I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm, you know, we're, um, I've never heard him say it on the air. He's full froggy. Well, he's still with, talking. With elephant so. in the room. We're uh-huh. um, the home of the dollar haircut, your first visit. And, and real second, you guys were talking about A, B, and C players. If you want to see a true A player in action, go by our Broken Air location. His name is Jason B. Okay, Jason B. Jason and B. He is an A player. He's the manager out there. JB. Just watch him in action. You'll see an A player what that looks like. But my question is, um, it sounds like amazing. I might actually apply work for you, Doctor Z. Um, I'm highly impressed. Um, but so, how do you handle? You talked about if if someone is you know stealing or if you write them up or document things. It's just at this point, it's just not a big deal. Um, and I, I see that approach here, saying, what if someone, um, you know. Ultimately, they need a refund. Okay, real quick. When we, so come, when we come back Ooh, from good the break, question. Good, Justin, all good questions. Justin Moore, real business owner of the soon-to-franchise Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge. I want to get, get one, by the way. I, Maybe th- two or three. This Well, we had a guy today from Baton Maybe Rouge who wants to get three. So Baton Rouge, you're, you're blocked out, buddy. But uh, hey, when we come back, Justin's going to ask you the tough questions. My name's Clay oh. Clark. I'm a business coach. Z is an optometrist applying to be a business coach. And Justin Moore is a business <laughs> owner. And Wes is an attorney. Stay tuned.